1: in the quarantine. <laughs> yeah, we're
2: uh we're full on social distancing at this point, my friend.
1: This yes, table's at least, yeah, four to six foot long. We're we're good. So, yeah for this week's episode, since everyone is kind of what do you do when you're you're home on a by yourself on a dark, rainy night? You watch horror movies to scare the shit out of you. So, what do you do when you're stuck in a quarantine because of a virus outbreak? You watch movies about outbreaks to scare the shit out of you. So, that's what we've done, and we're going to have some suggestions if you want to scare yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. And then when we say outbreak and everything else, like, we tried to stay away from the, like, stereotypical zombie outbreak viruses and that sort of thing. So, you know, we tried to actually focus on, you know, uh,. Virus and bacteria that legit, you know, pose a threat, much like, uh, non supernatural We're going uh, through now. <laughs> so, yes.
1: And when finding a cigar to go to be quarantined with uh, and watch virus movies, what are we smoking this week, Brad? So this week we have the Diesel Delirium. And it's kind of it's kind cool because the box comes in a box of 10, but the label on it, uh, it looks, it has like all these. Descriptions and symptoms of delirium, which I think one of my favorite from the is Hurley Burley. So if you're experiencing a Hurley Burley, you may have delirium. So it's, it's, it's try to make it look like old school, like medicine bottle <laughs> label with possible symptoms and and treatments for <laughs> delirium on it. But you know we've we've reviewed a couple of uh, these uh, d- different diesel cigars, and this one is supposed to be their strongest blend yet, uh, made by, you know, it's a General Cigar Co. made by uh, A.J. Fernandez, so I always like something that's got a little touch of A.J. in it.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, folks that may have listened to previous episodes may have heard about a uh, little cigar called Hair of the Dog. Um, This is basically
1: a a follow-up to that cigar, if you will. Yeah, it's going to have uh, a ble- strong blend of Nicaraguan fillers. Some of it is from Ometepe. Uh, with a Connecticut Broadleaf Binder and an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper. Yeah. Don't know why you have to pronounce it like that when you say Ecuador Sumatra. I mean, it's just going to kind of add some gravitas to it.
2: <laughs> it's important to have a good gravitas.
1: Yeah. And if you're going to be stuck in a quarantine and need something to keep you keep you amped up, call on the Strikeforce. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code cigar nerds. For twenty percent off your order. You can you know it comes in four grape flavors. My favorite is grape. Yeah, but you can you know, put that in your viral medication, make it taste a little better. <laughs> there you Nothing go. Nothing about like being over caffeinated when you're stuck indoors and just bouncing off the walls, but just try it, it's fun. You can just go full corn holio. Yeah. That's uh
2: you know, absolute stir crazy and um Yeah, I I don't know, I mean Could as... cause delirium. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean off the bat it's um a little bit more earthy than you know I was anticipating. Like, you know, maybe that's uh you know some of that Ometepe, you know, volcanic soul um breaking through. Um I I I don't know, as of right now, like it might be diesel strongest cigar, but they're not really a cigar manufacturer
1: that I think of strong cigars. No, I mean, even that, the Whiskey Road had that, you know, kind of sweeter, well, whiskey flavoring to it, where this is, yeah, you say it's definitely the strongest cigar, diesel cigar I've had, but, you know, it's we've, definitely... we've definitely had stronger cigars, but it's yes. definitely, like I said, the, the, the strongest, uh, in their, in their wheelhouse, either that or we just, fucking smoke too many Diablos so everything we <laughs> smoke is like this ain't that strong. I don't know I mean we
2: might be you know still reeling from last night a little bit you know. Yeah there was mean,
1: a it was a lot of whiskey a lot of rum and a lot of cigars last night so <laughs> uh, we're slowly recovering uh, but yeah kind of like yeah. at at this point like people, somebody will give me something like oh this is spicy and I'm like oh, this isn't spicy and the, my, the rest <laughs> of my family will be like sweating and I'm like so it's like I don't know if I can judge strong anymore because of my level of strong.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, everything is subject to, you know, an individual's palate and, you know, what somebody may taste, uh, you know, and another person may not. So, I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things that, you know, when I read an article like this and uh, then I try it and I'm like, eh, you know,
1: okay, maybe, but... (laughs) Well, with that... Hunker down in your bunkers. Get ready for the apocalypse. Hunker in the bunker. (laughs) Have a (laughs) hurly-burly. We'll be right back. To the apocalypse <laughs> we are your quarantine show so while you're hunkered in your bunker hunkering in the bunker <laughs> we're gonna try to keep bringing you podcasts yeah unfortunately most of the episodes where we're gonna talk about new movies coming out have all been canceled so we're gonna be reworking our schedule so we may be talking about some old shit because that's about all you can watch these days <laughs> i mean not necessarily i mean i will say with everything like Netflix has got a few new releases and some new TV shows and stuff, but as far as your mainstream Hollywood movies, like most of those have been postponed for at least a little while. So we'll get back on some. All this does, we know we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about in the fall when all this shit finally gets. <laughs> that movie we we're going to talk about next month's finally coming out in October. Our end of the year schedule's, yeah. Gonna be easy to book. <laughs> this is everything that was gonna be our first of the year schedule that didn't get didn't get
2: made. Uh yeah, I, I don't know. I I think we'll be good. You know, there's enough content out there, and uh, you know, if nothing else, we'll do like we do every show and just pull something out of our ass and be like, hey, did we hit our um, you know, record time?
1: Great. <laughs> hey, pulling something out of your ass isn't isn't hygienic, man. You gotta wear your gloves and and your mask. Which <laughs> the other day I saw something hilarious there because.
2: Can we just take a
1: moment to discuss PPE? Because <laughs> this is, that's kind of where I was going with this. There was a, you know, we're, like I said, our our local cigar shop is one of the few that are still open. There was a guy in there when I went by yesterday from come all the way up from Atlanta because everything like below between here and Atlanta had closed down. So this was like his last uh, last bastion of cigardom. And this couple comes in, and, like, instead of wearing your, like, regular medical rubber gloves, they're wearing those, like, big yellow dishwasher gloves. (laughs) But here's
2: my problem I see with people wearing the, you know, medical gloves, quote. They're fucking touching every goddamn thing under the fucking sun. Like, if you go to any doctor's office, what happens immediately after the glove is contaminated?
1: They rip it it off, off. and you dispose of it. (laughs) Yeah, because if you went to a store and touched something that contaminated and then you go back and get back into your car still wearing your gloves, hey, guess what? That contamination's all over your steering wheel now. <laughs> like that's the thing watching some of these movies too. I see people like wearing gloves and for their safety or whatnot, and then they're like, you know, propped up leaning their their face on their on their glove. I'm like, Hey dude, that you know, glove was there to protect your hand. If you're touching the glove to your face, it's yeah, you know, not going to protect you anymore because <laughs> whatever's on the glove is now on your face, moron.
2: Like, I, I I don't know. I mean, it just kills me. I mean, I get the idea of, you know, the social distancing and, you know, helping slow down the spread and, and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, the the rush on the toilet paper and, like, non-essentials. Like, I, I love the fact that, you know essential is such a broadly used term that your average shoe salesman has somehow been deemed essential. And it's like, you know, if if this shit really hits the fan, Hey, Al Bundy is definitely essential. Well, I mean, (laughs) damn it, Peg, you know, I mean, but you know, like for real, if, 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 if we have a true shit hits the fan, So many people are going to have a very rude awakening because as of right now, like, at least here in the state of Georgia, everything's a minor inconvenience at this point. Like, you're not actually forced to remain at home. You're not actually, like, you know, on lockdown. It's implied, but it isn't enforced yet. And the moment that it goes enforced, people are going to really figure out why the fuck we need smaller government?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, like I said, I've been out to get, you know, because like I said, f- drive-thrus are still open, luckily our cigar shops are gonna, and like a few times I've ventured out, it's like, I don't really notice a decrease in traffic. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like, there's still a good amount of cars on the road.
2: Well, I mean, that's the thing, like, you know, the, the kind of bugs me is, you know, like, Driving to work, I have to drive through the Halcyon, you know, the Greenway. And it's just fucking mobs of soccer moms and their fucking kids and everything else. And it's like, you people really don't get the fucking point, do you? (laughs)
1: Like,
2: and they're the same motherfuckers that I'll see wearing fucking masks and gloves thinking they're making a goddamn difference. It's like, man, like, (laughs) a little bit... A little bit of common sense, a little bit of food safety, a little bit of just, you know, basic sanitation, you know, practice and an understanding of, hey, when you do cleaning, like, you're removing the physical shit. But then when people take it to a level of sanitation, it's like you're removing the microbes and shit that you don't see. (laughs) And that's what people need to fucking understand the difference of. Like, it just...
1: Sing your song and wash your hand for 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> and we're all going to be like really wrinkly, looking like old people at like 30 because we've washed our hands so much uh, the next couple months. But hey, that's what it takes to, you know, survive. We're good. Yeah. But like I said, things aren't that bad here. New York and LA are kind of kinda, uh, getting rough in those areas. But again, you have more people there. So of course you're going to have more cases. You know, we still live up here in the country where, yeah the I mean, you know, worst thing we gotta deal with is like you know bears and meth heads <laughs> just the usual, you know I mean some good old country rock batters <laughs> you don't have to worry about them getting infected you know that yeah you know, the meth just burns all the <laughs> virus tries to invade the body it's like oh no this is already tainted I'm, I'm getting out of here <laughs> the virus is like I done fucked up <laughs> <laughs> so movies, if you want to freak yourself out. To watch in the apocalypse. And one I'm I mean it one of them was a little too close to home, and I was like, this this is like you know, we'll get into that one uh in a minute. But, I
2: mean, maybe we should just go ahead and open with that. I mean, but cause... I mean
1: we gotta start with like the granddaddy of pandemic movies that 1995's outbreak. I mean, that's probably like when you go on Netflix and it has like the top ten most popular movies currently doing like Three or four of the ten were all virus related movies. So we're not the only idiots that are sitting at home going, hey, this is all scary. Let's watch a scary movie.
2: (laughs) Maybe we're doing research to better prepare ourselves, you know, for survival. (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe (laughs) it was like, figure out if fucking Hollywood actually has a clue what's going on. You know, maybe there were some actual scientists, you know, that were consulted with prior to the making of the film. And, you know, (laughs) we're not just setting ourselves up for failure. Being like, Well, I don't know. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow didn't make it very far, so, you know, that's probably not the example you want to follow, but... uh...
1: (laughs) Well, you can trust uh, Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) If anybody's going to give it to you straight, it's Dustin Hoffman, (laughs) and Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman, Donald Sutherland, and Cuba Gooding Jr. What is that motherfucker up to? I haven't seen a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie in a while.
2: No, I can't think of anything off the top of my head.
1: I think the last thing I remember is that one where he had, like, the sled dogs. (laughs) He went Disney, and then it, like, just all went downhill from there, apparently.
2: Doesn't Disney own everything now?
1: Probably. This was, like, pre-Good Disney. It was, like, he just made a movie about sled dogs.
2: Uh. Hey, I mean, you know what? No harm in being a musher. (laughs) I mean, you know, I'd do the idea to Rod. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't make it far. Uh, I'd have to split open a
1: dog and curl up inside of it like a fucking tauntaun or something. Yeah, I mean, we live in the South, dude. We don't know what, like, real cold is. <laughs> it snows, like, once a year here.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I spent a lot of time in Kentucky. That was pretty fucking cold. But I know there's a lot of colder places than that, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, uh yeah, I mean, outbreak is one of those. It's like, when you... St- Hell, I'm like, even today, like, if somebody gets sick in the house, you're like, oh, you're the freaking outbreak monkey. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those things, it's become a known thing in pop culture. If you're, if you're going to get the office sick, oh, somebody brought in the outbreak monkey. <laughs> yeah. Made people fear monkeys for the last 20 years. <laughs> or maybe not. But. I mean, they, they do carry some
2: parasites and whatnot, and they are illegal here in the state of Georgia to own. I yeah. think unless you get, like, special permits or something.
1: I mean, if you gotta deal with an outbreak monkey, you should definitely spank that monkey. Keep it away from you. Just... <laughs> Bad monkey.
2: <laughs> I mean, we can't even prepare people for the, you know, pandemic apocalypse without, you know, making a
1: fucking joke. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> if you got a problem, you must make fun of it. <laughs> Isn't that what we learned from uh, the it chapter two? That's how you find the only the thing, bad thing I know gotta, is I've been gotta, drinking uh,
2: whiskey like a vaccine. Okay.
1: Yeah, there's another thing to keep you going during this. Uh, if if nothing else, the amount of virus comedy that's hit it, hitting YouTube and everything. We got. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it, look it up. Matt Best and Tim Montana did a music video called Quarantine. Uh, even was it. Uh, can't remember the guy's name, but he does the comedy one, Earl Dibbles Jr. He uh, released a song called "Don't Cough on Me," which is like a cover of his uh, one of his songs called "Don't Tread on Me."
2: <laughs> and then I remember, um, you know, there was the uh, old Irishman, you know, doing his song "Stay the Fuck at
1: Home." That was pretty great. <laughs> I think you sent me that one. Tim sent me that one too. It's a, it's like I mean, so there's you know a lot of good you know quarantine comedy to. And that was one thing about that, uh, the quarantine video that was interesting is they did a whole music video with all their friends, but none of them were together. They all like FaceTimed it or filmed videos and submitted it for the music video. So the whole thing is like shot on individual people's like cell phones. So they don't have to like actually come together to, uh, (laughs) to make a thing. And that's kind of like the. The the reality we're uh, we're all dealing with now is still trying to maintain social connections while, as the Irishman said, staying the fuck home. <laughs> I, I I don't know,
2: man. I mean, at, at the same time, like um, I, I guess we'll just go ahead and kind of spill the beans. So you know, of course, nerd news is going to be light, but um, you know, <laughs> we're going to switch it up and we're going to give you folks some good quarantine pastimes and. Most of you people are probably geeky and nerdy enough that you're doing this shit anyway, but you know for the non geeks and non nerds that are having to adapt and, you know, try to come up with something, you know, different, then eh, you know, maybe maybe it'll hold some weight. Nothing else, you'll figure out what your friendly cigar nerds have been up to.
1: <laughs> Nothing. Well, I did I did uh violate quarantine went went to the gun range and shot some some outbreak clowns in the face cuz sometimes she's got to relieve the stress of being stuck in the house all day. Uh but even then the, there was per- weird precautions at the at the gun range maintaining social distance. Uh, they didn't have didn't rent out every lane. It was like every other lane so you you were you know spaced out. You have
2: to dip your gun in a bucket of sanitizer.
1: Pretty much. It was like, you know, a freaking hand sanitation stands everywhere and they'd you know there were like each display case was like only one person at the display case at a time. You know, you gotta maintain your your distance from one another. So you gotta work on your long gun game so you can reach out there and you know pop somebody without having close enough to the infected.
2: <laughs> Don't want to get that close to the infected.
1: Oh, yeah, step up your long range, guys. You've got to, you gotta know, you be able to shoot shoot them out from uh, outside the infection zone. <laughs>
2: They're a mile away. I think I got them. Yeah, you're probably good.
1: <laughs> You don't want no, you don't want no blowback, man. It's like, uh, especially with the deadly Mutab- mutaba virus from <laughs> outbreak. Which I got to say, freaking Donald Sutherland has made a career of being like the asshole. Like, I think I've seen him in like one, one maybe two comedies. Everything else, he's always like the asshole bad guy, or or the the grandfatherly character that you actually like. But m- usually. He's the asshole, <laughs> and there's just certain people that are great assholes. Yeah, I would like to one day be a be an asshole on TV or movies. I think I could have a career at that. Yeah, but see, <laughs>
2: at that point you wouldn't be an actor; you would just be yourself. So, I mean, you'd have to do like some
1: sort of. That's a... why it's so easy. <laughs> I was born to play this role. <laughs> i'm just not old enough yet yeah i gotta get a little gray and then i can you know take over the donna sutherland rules i mean dude we got some gray spray paint somewhere i'm sure shit i don't need it man i'm fucking my hair's already starting to turn gray that's the only thing about all this you know we're all quarantined fucking barber shops are closed i ain't cutting my own shit i've I've got a head start on my like post-apocalyptic like hair and beard so when it all goes to shit i'll be at least you know a good four months ahead of everybody else I just kind
2: of like, um, you know, some of the memes going around. It's like, okay, so at what point do we know that we need to switch to our
1: Mad Max attire? That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, the other other meme going. I've been seeing a lot of. It's like, what I thought I'd be dressed like in the apocalypse. And it's like, Mad Max stuff. Like, what I'm actually dressed at is like people's in their bathrobes sitting on their couch. Or the one who was like a guy sleeping on his couch. She's like, 2019, lazy bastard. 2020, responsible citizen. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, then again, like. I don't know. I mean
2: I've been busting out a few of the uh you know if, if if you're a single guy or gal and you know wanna step up your Tinder game, um, you know, a lot of great, you know, uh pick up lines surrounding the uh the pandemic times. I mean, you know, you can't spell um virus without you and I. Um you can't, you <laughs> know, spell quarantine without you or a QT. So I mean, you know that Lot lot out there, you know. Um, is that hand sanitizer in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me?
1: <laughs> and you're know, you're still dating the apocalypse. I mean, there was that weird uh, between a shower curtain love scene and uh, <laughs> and one of the other things we watched. <laughs> we'll get to. So there's there's still you know you can you can FaceTime. Yeah, I mean, sending nudes or is it's going to be like the the. making a comeback now dude i just i i'm really curious like if
2: there's some you know um fucking statistic out there of like cam model explosions (laughs) like oh that's like (laughs) come on baby you know i need you to start you know making some money like Great. Well, I got my cell phone and uh I got an OnlyFriends account. Let's see where this shit
1: goes. <laughs> like, well, it was uh one of the companies I think I, I saw might have been Pornhub where were offering uh like free free you know, premium uh, uh for the next like 30 days or so, you know, since everyone's going to be quarantined inside, they got some like, uh,
2: <laughs> I saw a thing like they had changed their logo for a little bit and it was like stay at home hub or you know, something of that nature like <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's just kind of interesting to see, you know. I mean, you know, as of right now, like, we've still got electricity, internet, you know, running water. So, I mean, you know, we're we're still very
1: much living in, you know, the first world. Like. Yeah. Hell, yeah. Amazon's still delivering packages. You can still order food online. I mean, it's... you can...
2: Well, I mean, and...
1: Yeah. But then again, like... They closed the Waffle House, man. That is a sure sign of the, the, the apocalypse, because I've never seen a Waffle House closed. That shit could be on... a well, shot I mean, in the parking lot. They'll like, still be give you, a, pat, you know, a patty melt.
2: You know, people used to kind of... You know, when it came to hurricanes and stuff, like, that's what they based the severity... Not whether or not the, you know, weather forecasts were saying it was going to be bad. It's like, if the Waffle Houses and the city were closing... You know it's time to get the fuck out.
1: Yeah. It was like, uh, for a long time, I was like, why do Waffle House even have locks on their doors? They never close. <laughs> yeah. uh, they finally they finally get to use those locks.
2: I mean, at least for, I mean, the last I saw was like 365 locations or something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But, like, you know, I in a way, like, I get the takeout situation. But, like, with well, a Waffle House, like, You've still gotta go in the dining room to pick stuff up, you know. They don't really have yeah. takeout windows or anything. <laughs> so. uh, tell you one
1: thing, because you know, 'cause it's been long time since I watched Outbreak and that opening sequence, uh where it's going it starts off at uh whatever USA Amrid, which is the basically the army medical research virus research center. And it's going through, like, each zone. It was like, zone one, here's the here's the type of viruses you will find here. And it's not that dangerous. You only need just basic, you know, protection. And it's like, level two, level three. And then you get all up to level four, and it's like, this is, like, the worst shit imaginable. Like, you know, full suits. Like, no known cures. Like, like this is where the fucking T-Virus T is. <laughs> it was like, you know, going through that where it's kind of like, you know how yeah you know, establishing like all right this shit's going to be bad <laughs> cuz we're going to have a level 4 fucking event on uh, in this movie yeah i'm wondering like uh
2: you know especially around dragon con and stuff like that like how many like hazmat suit cosplayers and stuff like that we're going to see
1: <laughs> i mean those those motherfuckers with the uh, t-rex suits the last couple of years they've got the right idea i mean they're already they're already there they're pretty much already wearing a freaking hazmat suit They just might need to get a uh
2: no, you got to have some You got to switch out a, that fan for you know, some, something filtered. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you still got to have a respirator cuz you're still, you know, open kind of face. I mean, yeah, you got the screen, but you know, it's no N95. I mean, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, you can modify that. Put some kind of filter on the little, the air intake. <laughs> like I want to see somebody like they're going to have a fucking plague doctor mask over, you know, the uh <laughs> oh. Yeah, the, the fucking I mean, I got a Plague Doctor mask from, like, Steampunk, so I thought about wearing that to the grocery, when I went grocery shopping the other day. just... Either you know, I'm gonna go into my Darth Vader helmet, I'm like, I'm out of respirators. This is, like, the only mask I had to wear. You do the, uh... You do the Plague Doctor, and I'll just be the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fucking meme i all going around. The neighbors don't uh, really appreciate me, like, we, uh, Walking down the, uh... The street with a cart yelling, bring out your dead. <laughs>
2: They didn't judge. find
1: that as funny as I did.
2: <laughs> you soon will be. Oh. good times. I mean oh. I don't know. I mean think like all things in life, you 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 know, figure out a way to adapt and overcome, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, so yes. Outbreak is about a virus that uh from Mutumba Mutambo or somewhere in Zaire. <laughs> That's like makes you Bleed out of every orifice and kills you within whatever hours or whatever the. Yeah, that's the other scary part of the movie is how like quickly things spread because they're like, all right, this thing went so fast it killed everyone in this village. It's an isolated village. There's no point in even like putting out an alert. There's no way this is going to get out. Well, sure enough, there's uh, somebody shipping illegal shipping like monkeys to like a testing center and they just happened to capture a wild monkey that was the carrier of the disease and homeboy got stolen and uh <laughs> tried to sell to a <laughs> black market pet store and scratches the dude and now this whole town is like you know especially like when the one guy like it's kind of isolated first like the one guy that the pet store gets sick and then he just like happens to like or they, they take him to the hospital, like, one of the doctors gets sick, and he goes on a date, and then you just see it, like, as he's coughing, it's spreading, like, through everybody in the movie theater, how, like, quickly, like, especially when you're dealing with something that's... Airborne. Airborne, instead of something like Ebola, where it's, like, you have to touch some kind of fluid to get it, but, yeah, once that shit gets airborne, that's when it's, like, oh, this is some scary shit. <laughs> I mean, that's what kind of, you know,
2: uh, makes today's climate, you know, so interesting, is, you know, like... We're not too, too far away. Now, I mean, COVID, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's bad. Definitely can't downplay it as much as, you know, at at one point I was like, oh, it's a, you know, stepped up flu. But uh, I'm starting to think that there's more to it than that. But, you know, at the same time, it's kind of like this film said. It's like, you know, this is a crappy virus because of how quickly it kills its host. Yeah. Like, you know, a, a good virus, you
1: know, is lingers it spreads it you know yeah which is what we're kind of dealing with now because you can be infected for 14 days and not even uh not even realize it until you've already spread it all over the place and then the whole like i guess the turn of this movie is like the which i see in a lot of these pandemic movies we watch where it's like them fighting the, the medical drama of them fighting the virus isn't enough. We have to like add some kind of like political conspiracy to it. Where while Dustin Hoffman's characters working with the CDC trying to solve this thing, turns out it's like they the government knew this existed and it was like a secret bio They're they wanted to use it as a bio weapon, so they're kind of wanting to erase all they don't want a, a cure for it because then it's not a good weapon. And they're planning to like freaking nuke this whole town to, uh, prevent it from spreading, <laughs> which I mean, that was, especially like the, like the first like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We're like the first, cause it popped up in the sixties originally. And then it, it kind of re re flared up in the, in the nineties. And it's like the, you see, uh, I wonder Morgan Freeman and, uh, Donald and his character go to this uh, village where people have gotten sick, and they're like, and he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna take samples and and we're gonna get you some supplies and helps. We'll be right back." And yeah, uh, they see the plane come, and all the villagers like, "Oh yeah, it's the it's the uh, Americans with with medicine." And then it's like, "Oh no, that's not a medicine being dropped.
2: <laughs> that's a really big
1: capsule." Yeah, that doesn't look like medical supplies. Kaboom. <laughs> That's just crazy. So yeah, and like fifty million dollars made hundred eighty nine. Like I said, it's something we're still talking about today, and is. I mean, there's like an uptick, in it's like these things are all popular again on Netflix. It's like you see, like well, I mean, not only it's this, all trending. But you know, like the cell phone game pandemic. Yeah, I am replaying. Like, playing,
2: it's, it's exploded. Your board game pandemic, like... <laughs> uh, and I guess that's one of the things, like... Yeah, when this first... Like,
1: arc- there's so many people, like, friends of mine, is like, hey, we're having a pandemic party. Everybody getting around and drinking and playing, like, the freaking pandemic board game. <laughs> I saw so many of... Before they started, like, yeah, you know, Before it kind of turned more serious. It was like, all right, now you need to, like, start sheltering in place and whatnot and social distancing. But, yeah, at the first, it was all kind of like, oh, this ain't that bad. Like, So there's, like, all these, like, freaking quarantine pandemic parties but i mean (laughs) then again like
2: at the same time like families that are you know quarantined and stuff like that like you're starting to see a bit of more emergence of you know board board games games and you know that sort of thing you know just really anything to you know kind of pass the time and um you know put you know especially you know
1: because there's only so much netflix and tv you can watch and it's like yeah, so yeah, I've I, I, I definitely I seen. You've got
2: to stimulate the
1: mind, or yeah, I've definitely seen a lot more people posting about playing board games, especially you know, if you're not a solo person quarantined, you got a, a family or a roommate or something with you. You know, it's kind of one of the things you can you can always do, especially with you know, and we'll talk about it later in science. If the, the, there's so many people stuck at home online or trying to work from home that the internet has it literally slowed down, so. If you can't get a good Wi-Fi signal, fucking board game never needs a Wi-Fi signal. <laughs> as long as you have some kind of light and time and some some uh, dice, you're good to go. I mean, that or, you know, I mean...
2: Old school D20, you know? Like, I see a lot of people now, like, still, like... Well, we can't actually get our Dungeons and Dragons grouped together, so you know, we're just gonna do the shit over, you know, video chat and that sort of thing. Like
1: And that's what you know, especially, you know, D and D you just kinda need your character sheet. You don't really have to have a board per se. It kinda makes it a little more interesting, but yeah, it's like you know, the the teleconference uh D and D game is is gotten to uh... so, you know, people are, are improvising, like we said, we'll we'll probably talk more about that in uh in news. So Another thing to uh, to watch while you're you're hold up if you're wanting to scare your ship the shit out of yourself with virus movies. There's a little TV show that was a limited series on, I believe, it was a CW. Yeah, it was like CW, and and
2: I mean, like by and large the. Show got really positive ratings. It just, you know, CW's like, ah, it doesn't really fit
1: our niche, and, you know, decided to cancel after one season. <laughs> well, that's one thing. How long can you push an outbreak show? <laughs> I mean, unless it's something like the global, like The Walking Dead, and even that, you know, to me has kind of run its course. Yeah,
2: but I mean, you <laughs> could have, you know, I mean, so. The premise, like, any folks that are familiar with downtown Atlanta, specifically Dragon Con territory... Which we haven't like, said the
1: name of yet, it's Containment. Isn't yes. It? And if anyone went, went to that old haunted house in Atlanta for a while, called Containment, it's... <laughs> kind of similar. Quite fitting, yes. Like, Especially with the what they do to contain it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, like, I, I keep telling you, like, it's not bad till they start bringing in the shipping
1: containers and there's no way in no way out yeah so containment is about a like i said a deadly virus kind of like matambo that you know pretty much you're symptomatic within 48 hours and it you know pretty much kills within you know 4 to 5 days well this kind of breaks out at you know if anybody's familiar with the midtown area and midtown hospital and you know immediately they shut down the the hospital, but it gets out into the rest of Atlanta. So they build a starts off with just an electrified fence all the way around kind of midtown Atlanta, which that's the thing. That's a, one way is I'm like, this is kind of scary because this is probably if something bad like this happened, how the government might treat it. And then it also, I know all these streets, like the North end of the, the containment zone is like right there at spring street like, one part, the cops are having a briefing in that, uh, the, that are doing security in that little park next to the, the Hyatt. I'm like, yeah, we have been I, there. Been yes. And you can see, like, the, uh, the, uh, what's the big round hotel across from the Hyatt? The Westin. The Weston, the Marriott, the, the Hyatt, like, like, I was like, I know all these buildings. This is fucking weird. And, like, I n- never heard of this when it was on. I mean, it, uh, but, it, like I said, it's, it's... And then at a certain point they're like decide just to completely it's one thing when it's like oh it's just a chain link fence y'all are good to stay on that side no one in no one out but then like you said they bring in freaking big ass connex boxes and stack them three four high and just build this metal wall all the way around Atlanta cause or around that neighborhood and it's like well if we can't figure out how to, to uh kill the virus we're just gonna hole all you people up and wait till everybody dies off and it's cured. But, I mean, could you, could you like,
2: I guess put it in perspective. So, like, right now, you know, New York, obviously, is a hotbed. Louisiana is a hotbed. Places out in California, the Bay Area, San Francisco, L.A., kind of a hot... Could you see those areas, that density of people, being quarantined off?
1: Yeah, because it's... Like, like... And they even get into the show at one point where it's like, you know, the... The virus itself right now doesn't scare me as bad as what could happen if this is, like, prolonged, where, you know, once, say, the economy crashes and people start getting desperate scared, people do dumb shit. So it's like, you know, at a certain point, the people become a bigger threat than the virus. Like you, you rush out to buy toilet paper for uh, yeah. <laughs> something that doesn't give you diarrhea? Yeah, so the, uh, the uh, you yeah. know, and this, this like I said, it, it's only 13 episodes and it runs, like... I, I think
2: each episode is between 40 and 45
1: minutes. Like they're not yeah. even a full hour. But it's like it's basically 2 weeks worth you know in the show's timeline of this outbreak. And you know by like day 13, like people are the people that aren't you know dying are like freaking rioting and trying to get out and it's like oh the situation is is getting like progressively worse. And as someone who's former law enforcement uh you know when this all goes down uh Officer Jake Riley, played by Chris Wood, if anybody watches, uh, he played Monel on, on Supergirl. He's like one of like maybe 10 or 11 cops that happen to be caught inside the quarantine zone. So now there's like 11 cops having to patrol and deal with 11, or not 4,000 people, I think they say, is at the start of it what's in the containment zone. So that's seriously outnumbered if shit goes around. And, you know, and most of the time he's just like, trying to maintain the peace the be- best he can. I mean, there's like gang members, like robbing food trucks. And he's just like, Hey, you don't kill anybody. Take the food. Cause he's like, you know, if, if he tries to do anything, it's like, no, nah, we're half of us are going to get, you know, shot or not dead. Cause there's just not enough people. And they're not allowing anyone else to come in. Cause they're like, no, like, you know, there's no in or out. So it's like, y'all got no backup. Y'all are just stuck in this, in the middle of this shit. And then they cut off like, all communications, like cell phones. So there's, like, one TV station inside the quarantine zone that's basically just broadcasting propaganda and <laughs> keeping everybody on that side in the, in the dark.
2: But well, the- I mean, I think it's more so to protect the information from getting out as to what's really happening. Like, yeah. you know, and I mean, you know, so, uh, you know, this one's kind of interesting because... One, you can, you know, it, it does a good job as far as the drama and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it also does a really good job if you want to kind of go down that rabbit hole of the conspiracy theories and and that sort of thing too. Um, yeah, it's
1: like kind of like Outbreak. There's not, it's not just a medical drama, survival drama. There's like this whole like political intrigue because like the apparently the virus is. Might have been made, The someone at the CDADC maybe coming up like there's this whole kind of you know, almost murder mystery of trying to figure out like who's really behind this stuff. And it' because it's one of those, is, like you know, when the shipping containers show up day two of the uh, the apocalypse, is like uh, to get that much containers like that quickly. It's like y'all motherfuckers knew this was happening before it yeah, <laughs> happened to this point. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's like why was a CDC d- doctor like already at this hospital before the quarantine started? It's like, all right, you know, like I said for anyone who's, you know, conspiracy nut, it's like there's enough like, this may be a conspiracy and people may just be paranoid, you know, <laughs> it's like they're just like, hmm, you know, like, it does like a good job of just like I mean, it just makes you stop
2: and think, you know, and then you know, like you you really see the. The political, you know, kind of aspect of things, too. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. So far, I mean, you know, like, Washington, D.C. and its politics, you know, they're just, as of right now, kind of, you know, focused on how do we get the economy on track. It really hasn't become hey, we need, you know, military force to start keeping people in their homes and actually having, like, the Zone 1, Zone 2 quarantine thing set up. Like, you know, I think at, you know, that point, once you really start getting into the, the martial law aspect of things, like, I think that's going to be the shit-hit-the-fan moment. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I mean, I think that this TV show did a... A really good job as far as people being like, hey, we've got an oath to the Constitution and everything else. And it's like, the virus doesn't give a fuck about the Constitution. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So it's like, you know, if you're sworn to, you know, protect and serve, and it's like, well, the only way that I can protect and serve is to let this segment of people die off to protect this segment over here. Like the, the moral challenges there, I thought were, you know, pretty good.
1: And it does a good job of not like there's several different, I guess, groups of people that it follows around. You have, you know, the doctor in the hospital trying to figure out things on his end. You have the, the lone cop who's trapped the hospital with a, a teacher and some of the kids that happen to get stuck there at the hospital as well. And then, uh, which leads to cuz i said we're not like i said social distancing you can't touch each other but he's slowly like falling for the the teacher and they have this like weird love scene in the showers where they're both on the opposite sides of a uh, <laughs> shower curtain <laughs> That was like, that's like the full body condom uh, suit. Well, I mean, nearly. it's almost like, you know,
2: what I've seen, like, in, you know, different prison shows and documentaries, you know, where you're not really allowed conjugal visits. And it's like, really, like, you guys are just going to make out through the glass, huh? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not putting my mouth on the glass for nobody. Like,
1: <laughs> Put your titties on the glass. <laughs> yeah, like,
2: no, like, there's no <laughs> amount of glass cleaner that's going to make me feel okay about that.
1: But yeah, then you have, like, uh, Dr. Lombers, uh, played by Claudia Black, and uh, uh, Lex, who is the, kind of the major in charge of the the police response on the outside of the quarantine, and him kind of tracking down the conspiracy. And then you also have his girlfriend, who's uh, stuck inside the quarantine zone, like, in her office with her office mates. And then you have, like, a young couple that, you know, are trying, teenagers that are, trying to have a kid inside all this shit and, you know, following them around. And then you got people that are just, you know, opportunistic, like the the one lady who's just kind of price gouging, and then finally a gang comes in and, like, takes over her store, and, and they're just kind of stealing supplies and selling them back to the people. It is, it, and then you have just the the freaking tweaker meth heads that are just basically just causing random chaos. And so there's, it's like there's so many different little...
2: Factions, almost. Yeah,
1: and then you have the one... Uh, 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 whatever. Uh, Leo Green, who's a uh, uh kind of a blogger reporter, trying to get w- what he thinks is the truth out of all this. So there's, there's so many different like kind of levels and people to to follow in this. It's not you know kind of one side. I mean, you get the Walking Dead. Most of the time, you're just following this one group of survivors. Where, where this, it's like can we even see say that so anymore? many? Yeah, so many <laughs> different. Uh, I don't even
2: know what's going on in the state. Of the yeah, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen this, this shit point in, like... in a while.
1: Uh, they they killed my favorite guy, and after that, I quit watching. Like yeah, the fucking smoke. Yeah, <laughs> when they killed the cigar smoker, I'm like, all right, that's it. I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn. We just killed all c- credibility
1: we had to review a thing ever. <laughs> Fine, the killed Glenn. I quit watching. It wasn't just the cigar smoker. <laughs> that that sounds more more realistic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it one of those, like I said, since it takes place in Atlanta and it looks kind of at least, if not realistic, at least plausible of what might happen in this extreme situation. And it's like, oh, this is kind of scary. It's kind of freaking me out. I, I did, like, after binging, like, six episodes, do go check the, like, perimeter of my property and, and decide where I would set up my defenses if worse came to worse. And, you know, might have did a did you an know, ammo inventory. But at the same time, I'm like, it's like a car accident. I can't look away. <laughs> I've, got, I've started this. Now I have to finish it. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, that's the other thing, dude. Like, holy shit. Such a run on gun sales that literally the, you know, fucking, you know, servers couldn't handle the amount of
1: background checks trying oh, yeah. to be processed and took that shit down. Yeah, it's like, and, you know, they've said gun stores are a, uh, an essential, <laughs> so, you know, even our local shop that I normally shoot at, uh, country, or, well, Freedom Mill, whatever it's called now, they've shut down everything except for gun sales, so, like, the that they had a restaurant, they had ax throwing, they had, it was, it's Redneck Dave and Buster's. I mean, they have an arcade and then like, they've shut everything down except for the guns, <laughs> except for the guns and like the, the food and farming supply section. And like everything else is like, you know, <laughs> shut down. You're like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I've been seeing like a lot of people like, well,
2: never really tried my hand at being a green thumb, but you know, they're, you know, out trying to plant seeds, start, yeah. you know, some garden. I mean, you know, like, the thing about it is, like, you know, maybe this is kind of, you know, a little bit of a wake-up call, you know, for some folks to you not not be so reliant on, well, what if I can't just go to the fucking grocery store and buy X, Y, and Z?
1: Yeah, you know, because, like, say, people in our grandparents' age, when there wasn't such conveniences, you kind of had to know a little bit of everything to be self-sufficient, and nowadays it's so easy to go out and get food and all this stuff that, that you, you kind of become a specialist. You know, you have your one, your, your specific set of skills and so, cause you haven't had to survive, fix things. It's easy, It's easier to replace or whatnot. So it's a it, positive like it's, note. It, it made people need like, it's are going kind to, of funny. Like, you know, kind of have to like, spread out their knowledge base more like, than than we we have. Now,
2: you know, the, the, the roles are kind of reversed. Used to be, oh, you need to be in, you know, financials or something else. I need you to wear a suit and tie. And now people are like, well, I can't go and find this thing, so I'm having to turn to the local farmer. I'm having to turn to this guy that I know hunts a lot and always has, you know, stock coolers of meat and that sort of thing. Or you know what, I need to, you know, maybe take up hunting. I need to take up, you know, growing a garden. You know, that or, fuck, I actually have to teach my own fucking children now. Like,
1: yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's, oh man, that, that's the other thing too, is like everyone having to become, <laughs> become fucking teachers all of a sudden. And it's like, especially like, how how many people that have, the kids have been learning that fucking common core shit is now coming home and learning like real math. Because like, your parents are like, I don't know what the fuck this shit is in your book. Here's how you do math. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to show you how to fucking carry the one. Yeah. I'm going to show you how to move the decimal. Here we go. <laughs> like- yeah, no no, drawing your little boxes and, like, you know, a freaking math problem shouldn't be an art project.
2: <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, you know, like... You know, as of right now, I mean, you know, trains are still running you know trucks are still rolling you know warehouses and you know that type of shit are you know still doing production so i mean you know it really hasn't forced a lot of people's hands but I, I it's definitely started to plant some seeds within myself more so which i mean i guess you know we share similar mindsets and you know what i may not go you know full-on prepper but may not hurt to have, you know, some extra set of skills or something, you know, if, you know, I need to take care of, you know, myself and, you know, those around me.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, before all this, it's like, yeah, I kind of want to be a prepper. I just don't have the funds to go full prepper. And I'm always like, you know, we should have, like, you know, at least maybe a week or two supply of, like, you know food or or whatnot and it was like it was like ah you're just paranoid and now it's like well I'm like, hey remember when i said we should have, like you know, stockpiled all these uh supplies i'm like guess what i wasn't crazy we could have been we could have used that shit now <laughs> like
2: so, i wonder i so wonder once how many calms people... back
1: down if i bring up like hey we should like you know start doing some preparation i don't think i'll get as much resistance on it <laughs> well i mean around. i wonder
2: how many people back when uh was it the History Channel or Discovery Channel that was doing the Doomsday Preppers show?
1: Oh, I think it was, I think it was, a uh, History, it was Hi- History or Discovery 1. Yeah,
2: but, you know, how many people were, like, watching that, like, man, these people are batshit crazy, and now they're, like... Motherfuckers are geniuses. Yeah. Damn, <laughs> these people had some shit figured out, like...
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got any other, uh, outbreak apocalypse, uh... Movies you've seen to uh, to suggest <laughs> to the people at home? Well, I felt like I watched Contagion,
2: but like I'm trying to go back and read the description, and I'm like, did I watch this or did I not?
1: Like <laughs> it's one of those you fell asleep at and was uh, like, yeah. uh,
2: I mean, maybe, but you know, then again, like I'm I'm not sure.
1: And yeah, know, there's a lot of like actual documentaries on pandemics and shit on Netflix that I don't know if I'd recommend watching those because those are real... Well, maybe, like, shit out I, you.
2: So I was actually watching, you know, some stuff on, you know, Ebola, the flu, um, you know, just some, some different, you know, because, like, I, I got to say, Containment on the Cuff seemed like a show I probably wouldn't enjoy. And I watched it just knowing we were going to be discussing the topic. And... That made me like, okay, cool. You know, I I enjoyed it. But most of the time, like, I find myself actually like watching more documentaries and actual factual information and data and that sort of thing. Um, You know, and I I don't know. I mean, those who fail to learn history are condemned to repeat it again, I guess, is where some of that (laughs) mind frame comes from. But. you know i definitely think that we can learn from you know mistakes of the past and the way that things were handled and you know i'm seeing a uh,
1: a lot of recommendations for contagion i mean it was a steven sottenberg film which uh with matt damon and lawrence fishburne uh so yeah and that one i believe too is also on on netflix currently so there's you another one to add to your uh your your bunker uh, watch list, <laughs> or you just go like, I don't want to watch any of this realistic shit. There's always good zombie <laughs> zombie movies on there that, uh, if you want, if you want enough plausible deniability or enough like you know fantasy in your <laughs> outbreak movie, you never go wrong with the uh, the zombie uh, <laughs> zombie genre.
2: Yeah, no, I mean you got what? 28 days later, you got um fucking I am Legend, you got.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like a world war Z there's a, there's another virus movie up on Netflix called uh, carrier about a group trying to supposedly get to a, it's a, it's a movie of like where there has been a worldwide pandemic and a group of survivors are trying to get to a supposedly, you know, healthy zone where there is no virus. And just kind of the, the stress and the the you know interpersonal conflicts amongst the group as they're trying to travel cross country to get to this supposed safe zone I mean
2: I did see a thing um you know if if we need to get away um you know we're just going to have to uh you know cut sling um you know but there there is a volunteer lighthouse opportunity in uh tanzania it's on a secluded island like i feel like that would probably be relatively virus free and that island is like five miles away from any other landmass speaking so speaking of which if if
1: uh <laughs> if, if you want to, uh there's a movie that just came out not not too long ago that if you if you want something to to watch how bad it can be if you're stuck at home uh, for an indefinite amount of time, watch the movie Lighthouse. <laughs> With, uh, was it Robert Pattinson from fucking Twilight? It's about him and a uh, another guy who's basically... He's these, now Batman. Uh, uh, they're like these... It's like... I don't know, like 1800... They're, it's like a... It's set in the past, but they're like lighthouse workers on this island and there are only two guys on this island and they get stuck there for a long period of time and just how this like the slow descent into madness that isolation brings. <laughs> I feel like I've been going through that this week. <laughs> no, I, put, I was watching something and it was like, cause I, I rarely watch the news cause it's all, it's all like, you know, either scary or bullshit. And, but I went somewhere and the, the news was on and they were talking about, you know, they're bringing in more mental health workers to try to help people with this kind of isolation depression or whatever that's popping up from people having to be stuck at home. And I'm like, and then I'm like, they're like, Oh, some of the symptoms could be insomnia. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Maybe I do have that. (laughs) Cause I was like, I'm like, I'm not depressed, but I can't sleep for shit. (laughs) So like, but you know, maybe I'm getting a quarantine, uh,
2: sickness. (laughs) I mean, you know, we were talking a few months back, you know, in science about, you know, doing some of the, you know, like isolation studies where they would pay you like, a number of thousands of dollars to, you know, basically remain in, you know, this chamber for like two weeks
1: or something. Like yeah, there was one. I, fr- I, I think mean, was, th- uh, this for... might be our preparation to, Yeah, I think there was one for like, like a NASA one that was like studying, uh, uh, I guess for long, long distance space travel where it's like, they wanted you to stay in a bed for like a month and not, you know not leave your bed for anything. So I'm like, I mean, that would cut, yeah. It's one thing to be stuck in like a small space for uh, a solid amount of time. I mean, you can at least like get up and exercise. I mean, that's probably been the hardest part for me is like, you know, all the gyms are closed. I'm like, fuck, I can't spar or do any martial arts right now. It's like, I wish I had a fucking punching bag or something at the house just to, you know, burn out some stress. I'm just waiting.
2: Like, I'm going to like come over here and you're going to have like some pillows taped to a tree or something. (laughs)
1: Like, I've seen that in a couple old movies duct tape a pillow to the tree and make a freaking striking block. (laughs) Like,. But yeah, but being stuck where you you're you're stuck in a room and then you also can't move for a long period of time, that would probably drive me <laughs> fucking crazy. I'm like, nope, I don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this test. I'll be, I'll be like shot out by day two.
2: I mean, you're definitely a social butterfly, my friend.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's the probably the hardest part on all this is like the. That's one thing you can like call people and and face someone up, but yeah, it's like the actual going out somewhere and having social internet. i mean the, the the sad kermit meme i've seen is people like people think i'm okay but deep down i just really want to go eat mexican food again <laughs> it's like fuck man it's like a weekly trip like to the, the damn mexican uh restaurant and it's like they still have takeout but it's just not the same i just want to cook. i mean yeah because
2: that's the thing it's, it's, it's kind, it's, it's, it's like kind like of soggy
1: like, by the time you get it home and it's like oh no I want fresh mexican in them <laughs> well
2: i mean i think you know like you know, we can attribute it to, you know, a lot of the cigar lounges. I'm sure it's not just in our area, but, you know, like, oftentimes it's like, I want to sit down and, you know, just have conversations with people that have a common likeness of cigars yeah. and that sort of thing. And it's like, I go to the cigar shop now, and I'm like, okay, the little, the one employee's here, Joe's here, and it's me.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I, I mean, mean, like, you know, like... From the places that are still open, they're like, yeah, we got a lot of, you know... To go traffic where they that's kind of picked up or, or at least stayed steady. But the people that are coming, sitting down and hanging out, are are like like I said, it's four or five of us every time I, I stop by. Which so, I mean,
2: you know, if if you're practicing social distancing
1: as you should, then you know, I mean, it it makes sense. I understand it. Like, but yeah, talking to that guy from that drove all the way up from Atlanta the other day. He's like, yeah, everything around me is closed. It's like the closest shop I can still find that that. uh that uh you know is open and i i he the outbreak trying monkey? to uh, he might have been i've been trying to like you know buy just a couple extra cigars here and there just to have some at the house just in case it ever fully shuts down it's like oh fuck like it's it's kind of funny I'm to start me start playing tobacco like, field in the backyard and roll them own cigars you know some <laughs> of the guys
2: that we room with with in dragon con that live in florida and now i narrow up here in dahlonega and stuff like you know it's like of all the places in georgia like you end
1: up and like you know yeah, I figure if we're gonna social distance, we might as well do it in a cabin in the woods. I'm like, that's not a not a, not a bad idea. place to <laughs> unless you end up in the uh the evil dead cabin. And then it's like, oh no, we've <laughs> That's the other meeting It somebody's like, found a great cabin to ride this out. There's plenty of reading material. I think we're gonna be okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, so as we We start wrapping up our uh our uh Containment uh, quarantine show here. Any uh any thoughts on how this uh delirium's going so far? It's not bad. Um, it
2: leaves me desiring. Um, I would like a little bit more strength, and I would like a little bit more spice. So far, it's it's earthy. I I get
1: notes of leather occasionally. Um, yeah, that's definitely from that uh, that Ometepe, that volcanic. It does have like a good like earthy earthy f- you know flavor to it but not a whole lot of spice and the, and as I'm kind of in the the final third on mine the strength has kind of kicked up a little but it's not to the not to the point of the stuff I normally smoke <laughs> so if you're if you're like just like a regular cigar smoker this one might be something if you want to kind of start pushing your your limits into the more stronger cigars this might be a good uh a good starter cigar for you before you go like full blown powerhouse cigars like we <laughs> we normally smoke yeah and, yeah, and try I this before you go to the flathead 770 you know work and, your and, way up and,
2: and you know i mean you know I, I ate spicy food yesterday we drank a lot last night we smoked you know three or four i think i had four cigars yesterday <laughs> yeah. so um you know then we were i mean i was outside smoking ribs and then you know um we're here in georgia so Uh, The yellow snow is now officially upon us. Like, I've got a glass table that sits on the deck. Dude, I sprayed it, wiped it down. By the time I was uh, done smoking, you know, the ribs, about the six-hour mark, it's like I never even wiped it, you know? I mean, (laughs) it was just yellow.
1: The weather was, you know, not too hot, not too cold, so we smoked outside last night, and it's like, we're outside, why is my eyes burning? I'm like, oh, yeah, because it's, like, fucking pollen everywhere. That's where everyone's like, is it uh, Corona or pollen? It's like This is a bad time of year for all this shit to hit, because it's like, you know, everyone has a sniffle, and it's like, I swear, it's just allergies, <laughs> like, don't quarantine me. <laughs> I don't know,
2: you know, we used to make fun of that meme, don't tase me, bro, now it's like, don't quarantine me, bro, like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, you know, and all the all the pot smokers, too, that are like, you know, come on, man, it's just a weed cough, and I'm not contagious. <laughs>
2: Uh, I think I saw Kevin Smith do something about that. Like, uh, it was kind of funny,
1: but, uh, but yes, don't quarantine me, bro. (laughs) So any final thoughts on our movies and shows we've watched? Is there, is is there a highlight, uh, that, uh,
2: um, I don't know. Don't eat exotic animals. Don't smuggle in exotic animals. Practice your social distancing. If you're gonna to touch your monkey, wear a glove. Yeah, you know, um, and then dispose of said glove immediately after. Um, and make sure your glove hasn't touched any other monkeys, uh, or anything of that nature, because you definitely don't want cross contamination. Um,
1: uh, have sex through your uh, shower curtain.
2: Like. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me or does that like bring out like some psycho moments? Like I'm just expecting <laughs> like... <laughs> A knife through the, uh, yes. through the sheet. Oh. I friggin' in the... Uh... And remember, it, it's not that bad until they start bringing in, you know, the fucking shipping containers. They shut off your internet and everything of that nature. At that point,
1: like... Yeah, we're going to have a power outage. I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, it's happening. <laughs> like, no, it's just a storm, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is the two In both these movies and TV shows... Like,
2: when you no longer get cell reception,
1: like, um, it, it's all bad. And the... Every, like, both of these movies, too, is, like, with the virus we're dealing with now, it's not, I guess, visually uh, disturbing. But in all these, like... Outbreak uh, movies and TV shows—it's something like horrible fucking virus Where it that just you, causes you—you you know, you to just like hemorrhage, like, like you know, go crazy and just start like fucking puke, spew puking blood on everybody and bloody bleeding out your eyes and probably every other orifice at that point. It's like, oh, that's <laughs> that's na- that's nasty. But again, at least that you kind of know who's infected, and you can stay the fuck away from them. But it's like here, it's like uh, cough or <laughs> Corona. Let's just. This is stay stay away. It's, so yeah, it's, it's kind of harder to see. Or but...
2: maybe that's the new game. Corona <laughs> cough or corona cough.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And with that, <laughs> we'll be right back with some science.
0: The world has caught a virus, so I've written you a poem. We need your help to cure it, so stay the fuck at home. And if you have got 12 kids or you're living on your own, lock it down and isolate and stay the fuck at home. If you think you're not at risk here, you're living in a dome. It spreads faster than a hooker's leg, so stay the fuck at home. I need the gym, I need the beach, I hear you bitch and moan. You need to grow a brain cell and stay the fuck at home, but I feel fine. I don't feel sick. I'll go out on my own. i thick think you, you selfish prick. Please just stay the fuck at home. From L.A. through to Berlin, from Wuhan to to Rome, there's people dying every day. So stay the fuck at home. If you need to contact family, use Facebook, Skype, or phone. We've got the fucking internet. So stay the fuck at home. The only way to slow it down is isolate, not roam. Please help the world get back on track and stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. home. Don't you be a fucking dick. Please stay the fuck at home. Stay the fuck at home. Yes,
1: science. And welcome back. It's time for some science. No, actually, I've tried to avoid too many actual virus-related science articles because uh, anyone who's stuck at were home you, watching the... Were
2: you the... starting to scare yourself a bit? <laughs> a
1: little bit, or yeah, everyone that's been sitting at home watching the news, they've probably either already heard it or they're sticking or hand in it. I do have one slightly virus-related uh, uh, science article yeah, I, I know we've been like, fuck, the internet is like worse than normal. And hell, I live in the boondock, so the internet's always shitty, but it's like been extra shitty. And I, I, I've i seen that com- being a common complaint across the, the Facebooks and whatnot. And guess what? You're not going crazy. The internet has actually slowed down. There's so many people stuck at home watching streaming services, online gaming, phone calls, video conferencing, and like I said, everyone being forced to that can work from home, being forced to work from home. And, and yeah, so it's actually, there's far more people using the internet currently than has ever been online at one time. And they're seeing like in the like huge, uh, drop in internet speed because of this, uh, because everyone's on lockdown. They said in, uh, the effect was first observed in China when they started locking down and saw broadband speeds plummet by almost 50%. Well, I
2: mean, and I know I've seen, like, um, you know, Netflix and, you know, um, Amazon and other streaming services talk about potentially limiting the, um, quality of, you know, stuff that you can stream to help, you know, um increase bandwidth you know because if you're streaming something at 4k or 1080p you're using a lot more bandwidth than something that's streamed in standard definition
1: yeah to uh, you know to kind of fight this uh you know in the uk kind of where it popped up here there before it kind of hit us here was was they you know they they've kind of sent out recommendations to things like netflix and amazon asking them to either Reduce the file size, or like I said, like you said, limited, limit the quality of what's going down temporarily. So you know, you got those new 4K TVs. You're not gonna be able to watch 4K shit on Netflix because it's you know. So they're trying to slow the uh the uh, or not well, trying to speed up it by asking them to kind of reduce the quality and the file size to free up some some broadband space, and also uh, you know, talking about you know allowing downloads that way you can, you know, download your, whatever you're trying to view and watch it offline without, you know, instead of streaming the whole thing and clogging up, you know, the internet for hour, two hour or shit, six hours, depending on how long you sit in front of your TV <laughs> watching shit.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, I you know, cause I've, you know, seen across a number of different game forms and stuff, you know, um, especially anything, you know, massive online multiplayer RPG where you have, you know, yeah, your thousands kids are, are, you know, um, potentially right millions of, you know, people, you know, and they're like, you know, potentially weighing, you know, and the gamers are chiming in and being like, why should we be punished and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, well, there's only so much bandwidth to go around.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, even... uh companies like playstation i think is limiting the amount of games that you can download at a time and so well
2: and i mean you know it's also too like you know um i i know comcast specifically and a number of other you know um internet providers like for people that had no internet and you know whose kids are now forced to do online learning and stuff you know they've basically been giving you know, complimentary internet packages and stuff, you know, to try to help, you know, the low-income folks, you know, have better access to technology, Um, you know. So, I mean, you know, that's also got to be, you know,
1: playing into that overall. I mean, we talked about a resurgence in board games. You think this will kind of generate a resurgence in the single-player game? Um. Because that's one thing that's I, that I, I I don't like to like say. I really I think it, it depends gaming, how but.
2: prolonged. Because right now we still have internet. Right now, there might be some inconveniences, but it hasn't stopped you know functioning for ninety nine percent of people. Right, so I think until we actually hit a spot to where there just isn't enough bandwidth to go around. Like,
1: I just want some games to have good single player story modes again. (laughs) Instead of everything being forced to play online.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, you know. uh, Bring
1: back physical media. (laughs) Because, hell, even if you buy something, like an actual hard disk of something, there's always a friggin' huge ass uh, update as soon as I plug it into the PlayStation. Like, give me shit that's actually completed <laughs> Well, I mean, that's,
2: self-contained you know and, and that's the downside to you know the internet specifically with games is you know uh, unfortunately it's become more so a rush to get to market because they know that oh i can def- deploy future updates and fixes and all of these other things i mean you know um i just started you know started playing doom eternal when it released you know, and, you know, it's like, oh, okay, well, there's a patch for this, a patch for that, and, and that sort of thing. Like, you know, back in the day, like, if you release something bad on CD, like, you were just fucked. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, um, you know, uh, so developers, you know, were, you know, having to really monitor, you know, the quality control. But then, too, like, as... You know, games progress and get more and more advanced, like, you know, I just, I, I, unfortunately I think it's very hard to QA every single, you know, detail that goes into games nowadays given how massive they
1: are. Yeah. Like, How um, Can we go from, from, uh, discs to buying stuff on, like, little hard drives? Like, you know, <laughs> buying a game that's on a fucking thumbstick or, you know, some, you know, some kind of like, you know, because hell, you can get a three terabyte hard drive the size of your cell phone now. <laughs> is, is that, that could be a thing that come to market, like, you know, buy your freaking, uh, your, uh, portable hard drive and it's loaded up with like the latest, uh, gaming software. That would kind of be a, uh, an awesome potential new business idea. And earlier we talked about people doing dumb shit because of this virus. A, uh, the, the <laughs> Some dumbasses apparently have been going around to places like Walmart and licking things. Yeah, See, so like, here, here's my problem. You got dumbass
2: fucking kids. I mean, these are the same fuckers, I'm sure, that were...
1: calling it the Corona Challenge. Well, I'm sure
2: these were the same fucking people that were eating Tide Pods, snorting condoms, and doing whatever stupid-ass shit. Like, maybe it takes a virus like this. Like, because, like, there was some famous girl, you know, on this fucking TikTok app, whatever the hell, you know, like... I guess it's people doing 15 seconds of stupid shit or whatever they want to record, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, I guess I'm getting old, because I could give a fuck list about it, Um, but, you know, like, she was fucking licking toilet seats, and her ass actually got corona, like, you know, at that point, like, it's natural fucking selection, <laughs> like, you know, we need to stop with the goddamn warning labels and everything else, and... You know, maybe it's time we get a culling of, you know, um, stupidity.
1: Yeah, for a thing that you never thought would be illegal, the government is actually having to crack down on this stupid stuff. And and one guy, uh, Cody Fitzer, who filmed himself licking things at Walmart, saying who's afraid of the coronavirus, well, he has since been arrested and charged with a second-degree uh, terroristic threats. <laughs>
2: well, I, like I I know like there was um I don't know if it's this same person or a different person play but stupid games win well, like, you know they were going to produce departments and like coughing on produce and you know shit like that and you know like it's probably the same fucker I, I would guess but I, I kind
1: remember like what six eight months ago there were people like fucking opening ice cream and licking ice cream things back before we even had all this freaking uh virus shit so people are stupid but yeah now it's apparently yeah so stupid it's they had to make it criminal and <laughs> charge the motherfuckers with terroristic threats. I mean, you know,
2: I I don't know, you know, I mean, I, I'm all for smaller government and everything else, but, you know, like, if we're going to police something, then let's figure out a way to fucking police the stupidity and, you know, stop, you know, busting people that's got, you know, a, a fucking little bag of weed or, you know, a fucking plant on them or something that grows naturally, like, <laughs> you know,
1: let's... Ah, uh, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. For for the people that are like, Why are y'all buying all the guns you can't shoot the virus? I found a story of people actually trying to shoot things uh for, for safety. Uh recently a uh, explorer in Hawaii, uh Kwaki Sing Song came across a couple unexploded bombs in the lava fields uh, that apparently are from back in like the 1930s apparently there was a eruption from the volcano moana loa uh in late 1935 and you know lava flows threatened to uh destroy a town or damage a town or the town's water supplies so the plan that was implemented at the time the uh u.s uh air army air corps or whatever dropped bombs on the lava field trying to divert the flow of lava away from the town. <laughs> and they found a couple of the bombs that apparently did not go off that have been preserved in these like lava tubes, uh, out in, uh, out in Hawaii.
2: Damn. Could you imagine if, if the thing isn't actually a dud, you have an eruption and the fucking <laughs> eruption, like starts setting the damn bombs off or something. Like <laughs> not only do you got the lava, but now you got shit like legitimately like blowing up, uh,
1: yeah, there's some crazy no photos bueno. of the like, like, old World War Two looking uh <laughs> bombs that are just like stuck out in this lava field. So like, hey, sometimes you can shoot your problems.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I know for a long time, like y- you There's know, varying
1: like, reports of this if this was actually uh, uh successful or not. <laughs>
2: I mean back in the fifties and sixties, you know. But
1: back in our grandfather's days, people tried shit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, you know, I mean like people you know, we would try to drop, you know, bombs and hurricanes, to try to dissipate the storms, and, you know, we... And then the plot of, like, Sharknado 3 or something. I don't know. (laughs) But, but, I mean, it has, you know, some legitimate roots in, you know, history before, you know, we really understood meteorology and that sort of thing. I mean, I... I, It's real, you know, part of me says, hey, if you got this lava flow, like, wouldn't an excavator or something, you know, like... I don't know. I I think back to the movie Volcano where they use the, uh, you know, fucking concrete barriers to, like, direct the lava flow and stuff like that. Like, would that probably work in real life? I don't know. A great thing, you know, with Mistbusters. Can we get, like, five gallons of lava and, you know, see if we can, uh, you know, coax it through a, a different direction? But then again, like, you think about lava and, like, it's not water. Like it's, it's molten metals and stuff. Like and it's, it's dense as yeah. shit. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like you would land on the surface of it, not necessarily sink into it. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I don't know.
2: Like that could be crazy.
1: So, uh, yeah, if, if you're like me and you're bad at cardio and you'd like to be faster, scientists are working on a way to make you run Maybe not quite as good as the Flash, but at least better than you're running now using springs. Oh, so we're bringing back Moon Boots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, uh, An uh, yeah, article published in Science Advanced. Uh, two researchers at Vanderbilt University, PhD student Amanda trino and supervisor Dr. David Brahm have has and so far this is kind of theoretical, but they've kind of plotted out the device and it enough for it to get published, but they're still working on making a prototype and to actually test this there. But it's, uh, basically a spring powered exoskeleton that would capture more of the runner's energy and catapult them farther. Basically try to reduce the energy loss between the foot and the ground that would be, and also be less affected by uneven surface to make you, you know, run faster. If you're wearing this device, uh, the example they give is like a, a person running at a hundred percent speed. Let's say a bicycle, a bicycle, bicycle increases that person's speed by 175%. Whereas this spring device would increase it by 150%. So it's not quite to riding a bike level of speed, but it's, you know, almost within that, you know, speed range. That's kind of interesting.
2: I mean, which, you know, I... I don't... I mean, you know, you see that with, you know, the, you know, like, paraplegic Olympic sports and stuff, you know, oftentimes... Yeah, like, like the
1: specialized running uh, exactly. prosthetics. Exactly. And
2: they don't necessarily look like, you know, a prosthetic foot. I mean, it almost no, looks... see someone like,
1: look kind of like a, like a bent, like, almost like a leaf spring off a yes. truck.
2: <laughs> you know, and, you know, that sort of thing, you know. um, So, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I I could definitely see that um, one
1: step closer to being Iron Man, <laughs> <laughs> or at least being able to run farther, faster. But it yeah has no effect on your endurance. So if you still have do shit cardio like me, you may run faster, but you're still going to get tired. So I mean, at least work you'll... on your cardio so you can take advantage of this product when it well, comes. Well, you'll
2: out. cover a greater distance just for <laughs> a short
1: amount of time. <laughs> I'm winded at 100 yards, and I can go 300 yards before I'm winded, and <laughs> or in the same amount of time I can get farther. So yeah. Well, that's all I got for you this week. We'll be right back with. News. Are you one of millions of people worldwide with compulsive geekiness, feeling isolated and alone? Do you wish there were people that understood the thoughts and feelings associated with
2: geeky flare up? There is hope and a treatment program that can help. Ask your podcast service or ESO network provider. If the nerd bliss podcast is right for you or go to nerdblisspodcast.com
1: today. Side effects may include, butthurt movie quotes, nostalgia, warp speed, becoming for climp, becoming a brony, appreciation of cats, the movie, hose, asking God what he needs with a starship, donut, muffin or bagel, that shoot laces, improved sense of rhythm, aiming to miss, Behave, nudity and random arbitrary lists.
0: And now it's time for all things
2: nerdy and nerd news. And welcome to Nerd News.
1: Well, yeah, one thing we got, uh, I, well, like we've said, everything's been canceled, so not a whole lot of new shit to talk about. But we did have the passing of a legend. Man, we lost Kenny Rogers this week, or since the last time we recorded.
2: You know, and and that meme hits a little bit too close to home. You know, when people's like, "Man, this guy was ahead of his time. He knew when to fold him." it's yeah. like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, that's not a fucking doomsday prophecy. I don't know what is. Like, yeah,
1: Kenny Rogers is like, "I'm out. <laughs> you got no when to hold him, no when to fold him, no when to walk away, no when to run with your spring-loaded exoskeleton." <laughs> Damn.
2: Yeah, like um, it, it it's crazy. I don't know. Anybody checked on Barry or uh, Betty White recently?
1: All I've heard is Betty White's still good. Yeah, we don't have to worry until like you know Betty White and uh, Keith Richards starts dropping, and then we'll know it's it's end times.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, man. Like I I think about people like in England and shit, like with the Queen and everything. Like, dude, that'd be fucking crazy. Like if she came down with it or some shit. Like
1: uh, the prime minister over there, I think, just yeah, recently like, uh, contracted it. So I mean, <laughs> we'll I know see it, how that goes. Here in the
2: U.S., you know, there's been you know a couple of you know senators and
1: stuff like that that have you know. at <laughs> press conference with uh, Trump and some some doctor lady, and she was like, and she's like, yeah, I felt kind of bad that you know had a fever the other day. And Trump was just like, I'm out, and like walks off the stage. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna social distance myself. <laughs>
2: Like, I, I don't know man like that's that's gotta be pretty wild like you know I guess that's a that's the thing about viruses though I mean they're you know pretty non-discriminatory you know um I don't know I was having a conversation with a with a guy at work and you know um me and my typical you know um doomsday self you know it's like well yeah I mean you know look at us as a a species we're not all that different than you know a virus because what do we can do? We consume, you know, the Earth's resources and everything else. Oh, things are looking bleak. Let's look at Mars, let's look at the moon, let's look at, you know, other places that we can go and, you know, leech from and, and that sort of thing. So you know, who knows, you know, I uh, I mean in the you know, um universe, maybe uh maybe we are the, you know, worst virus.
1: Our uh I remember uh the our Love Death Robots episode, the, the three robots uh Video. Yes. Where it's like humanity wiped out by a virus and the cats take over. It's getting there. It's going to be just the cats and some Roombas roaming the earth. Those, uh, the the fucking, uh, whatever, Boss Dynamic dog. It's it's purring. What does that mean? Is it going to blow up?
2: Maybe that means it's happy. I don't
1: know. Oh.
2: But yeah, that was a great fucking series.
1: Holy <laughs> there's shit. There's another thing you can watch while you're quarantined if you haven't watched it. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Yet. You know, just, um, you know, kick your, your, you know, settings down a little bit, you know. Um,
1: this thing too, we were going to kind of, since there's not really any news news to talk about, we were going to talk about stuff you can do while social distancing and self quarantine, While the Hollywood mainstream movies are all kind of delayed, Netflix, Amazon Prime, even Disney plus are all releasing new content, new movies. So if you can't go out to see a movie, there's still plenty of options, you know, online to watch I mean, I just watched, uh, I was like Spencer confidentials, like a new Netflix movie with Mark Warburg that just came out. And I mean, that was a pretty damn good movie. So yeah, there's, there's still new stuff coming out there. It's just in different locations than <laughs> traditionally going for your, uh, movie night out.
2: Well, you know, I I, I know, you know, I I mean, we're we're nerds and geeks. We don't really follow sports and stuff all that much. But, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, really missing, you know, um, their different sports ball events, racing events. Uh, I mean, you know, really anything that's going to require a gathering of a crowd. Like, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen, you know, more...
1: Bring back BattleBots.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, battle bots the drone racing, the, drone racings, the well, you know, like, that some... eSports type stuff, which is always popular, but, you know, just around certain big events. Um
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised ESPN and all that stuff's not playing a lot more eSports yet, because, you know, that's something you can actually do from your house. And I've seen that uh there's a few, like, uh gambling websites, since there's no sports really to bet on, they're starting to do, like, Sims and playing, like, basically, like, two AIs, like, NBA 2K against each other and allowing people to bet on these, like, virtual sporting events that, uh, you See, know, that's watch like, a couple computers play each other.
2: That's kind of a thing that's lost in modern video gaming, too, is, like, you know, like, you used to be able to select, like oh, you know, player one is, you know, controller one, or, you know, player one is computer AI. Like, you don't really have, you know, those options as much anymore.
1: Like, I saw, and I don't know if it's happened yet, supposedly NASCAR is going to do a virtual race where the drivers that are participating all have, like, basically simulators, kind of like the, if you've ever gone to some of these arcades where they have the, fake car you get in that, you know, has all the controls of a real car, but you're got like a wraparound screen and they're going to have like an actual NASCAR race, but all the drivers are going to be, you know, controlling a virtual car in a video game.
2: (laughs) I mean, that would be kind of cool. Cause I mean, you know, you can get some pretty realistic physics from, you know, video games. Like, you know, especially if you're in like the fucking rigs that tilt and move and stuff, you know, with the car, like, I mean, hell. Like, it might be almost as expensive as putting on an actual NASCAR race, but, you know. (laughs) But, I mean, that would be kind of cool. Like, you know, I mean, that would add a lot of variability, too, because it's not necessarily... Hey, I may not be the most skilled in real life, but, you know, in the virtual world, there might be some skills and some additional things I can bring to the table that makes me a more familiar formidable opponent than you know if we were actually out on the track
1: it may end up like uh whatever armada we're going to they're prepping us to control robots to fight uh aliens and shit (laughs) i maybe i don't know we all switch to some kind of like mech warrior style simulator uh (laughs) game system but i mean that could you know i mean that could be a legitimate
2: thing you know i mean you've got like the fucking you know madden games and stuff like that and you know like do a, a a Madden bracket, you know, for people that want to do sports betting and shit like that. Like, um, I, I, don't, I don't know, you know. I mean, which I, I get, you know, some events have gone to, well, we're gonna put it on it. We're just gonna have empty stands and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, but now as the,
1: I mean, you, you know, know the, but
2: then again, like, do you really want all of those players and such? Cr- I mean, that's yeah, just like that was you kind know, of the
1: original plan with the NBA. And then a couple. Players got infected, so right now we're shutting down Yeah, I mean, like, the dude's, like,
2: you know, coughing on the camera and, you know, shit like that, playing around,
1: and turns out, like, he fucking had the shit, like... (laughs) Yeah. Oh, So, yeah, so things you can do while being responsible and self-quarantined to, I mean, there's plenty of stuff you can do by yourself, but to, I guess, maintain a social life and interact with other people so you're not going batshit crazy stuck at home. Well,
2: here's the thing. Everybody knows what you can do with the internet, right? So maybe put a twist on it. We know the internet's taxed. So what are some things you can do not internet related? You know, like I I know for like Rachel and I, right? Like she's been wanting to learn to play guitar for a long time. And it's like, I don't really have the patience to teach you. I'm not a teacher. Like, so, (laughs) you know, it's... Hey, sit down with Rocksmith. Doesn't require an internet. And, you know, she's learning to play guitar. You know, pick up a new hobby. You know, like, you know, I, I've i been wanting to get into cardistry and, you know, doing some card magic and stuff. So, you know, now I'm finding myself spending more time with, you know, some of the books and
1: resources, like, to try to learn some of that. You know? Um, yeah, and, like, I've seen, and, you yeah, know, maybe if we get a reliable internet connection, we can try, like, a, maybe a virtual cigar meetup where everybody meets on yeah, you know, we do like a Facebook live or a Instagram live or something like that where not we can't necessarily smoke with you, but there's a freaking comment screen and we can we can talk shit or I think you can even bring people into your your live stream. I've not uh experimented with that, but maybe one night we'll we'll plan something like that. But and I've seen like you're saying alternatives to using the internet. I've seen people going and having like a meetup in a parking lot where everyone stays in their own cars. They just kinda like you park Especially if you have something like oh, that has like a SUV the, with a tailgate function, everybody pulls up in a parking lot and parks, you know, six, seven foot away from each other, where you can still kind of hear each other speak, well, but you're the, not, you know. <laughs> one of the things that I saw that's
2: you know making a little bit of resurgence is, you know, there's still films out there ready to be released, and kind of the drive-in theater is you know starting to kind of make a bit of a resurgence. Cause you know, like you said, everybody stays in their own car and that yeah. sort of thing. Like, you know, um, and, and you still kind of get that, you know, theatric experience.
1: Yeah. And even if they can't do like concessions and stuff, hell you're in your car, you can bring your own, pop your popcorn at home before you, <laughs> before you go. And the hell they, they make portable movie screens. I mean, we used to have one where it's like, you know, you, it's like a, basically a snap together frame that you can throw a you know some kind of sheet over it and makes a you know 10 12 foot movie screen and you can run a projector i I mean you can pretty much just if you got enough like area you could probably set up your own like drive-in theater you know and you know play dvds with your you know friends where you can still kind of like you know hey i see billy over in that car over there i can wave at him or we can text and shit or or fucking you know uh call each other and still talk shit while we're watching this film, even though we're in separate vehicles. I don't know.
2: How has the sexting market blown up, I wonder? Like, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, you know, like, I mean, realistically, like, I mean, we're... I'm quarantined, send nudes. (laughs) I mean, that's that's for real, you know? I mean, I'm I'm sure gotta be a, you know, a, a thing out there, you know? I mean, it was obviously a thing when, you know, it wasn't necessarily you know, deemed to, you know, social distance or anything. So, I mean, you know, I'm just wondering now, like, you know, um, hey, want to quarantine and chill, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I mean, people's gonna find, you know, the the time to pass, maybe that guy in Germany that had the, you know, secondhand used robots, maybe,
1: you know, now, like, he can finally sell those. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's the other thing that's going around, is like, how many, uh, when we hit nine months from now, because everybody's stuck indoors with nothing to do, it's like the the next uh, baby boom that's going to happen.
2: <laughs> I mean, legit, it, it'll be, you know, the fucking quarantine kid generation, like generation Q, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Uh, you know, some, you know, uh, other ideas, you know, um, I don't I mean, you know, fucking... Figuring out, you know, some different ways to, you know, research, educate yourself on being more self-sufficient. You know, less reliant on, you know, the major supply chains and that sort of thing. Yeah, you instead know? Of like
1: binging Netflix, you know, watch some YouTube uh, tutorials. You can pretty much learn anything from YouTube. <laughs> but like every time I've had to fix something on my car that I don't want to take to a mechanic, I'm like, all right. Let me see uh, what the common problem is, see if someone's already posted a video on how to fix that on the YouTube. <laughs> I mean there's hell, building our website and coming up with a podcast. We figured all that shit out from watching YouTube videos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that,
2: you know, learning to, you know, grow fruits and vegetables, learning to you know, maybe do, you know, some carpentry type shit, you know, learning to, you know, work on your car, learn yeah, I mean, you know, like kind of the sky's the
1: limit, like And um yeah people like me that are firearms training enthusiasts, if you can't get take, go out to an actual training, because a lot of the ranges, even the ones that are still open here, have canceled all competitions and classes. You can still practice your fundamental skills doing like dry fire practice, you know, work on your draw and stuff. Or, uh, there's companies like, I know, a uh, sheepdog response officer offers virtual training where you may not be able to go to a live range, but you can actually, you know, download training videos from them, and you know, maybe learn to work some skills without you know actually firing. Or if you're like us up here in the country, you got plenty of land. You can still <laughs> you can still do your own training. But you know, there's yeah, you know, help read a book, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, I, I you know, I mean, I mean, like because my my uh, my gym now is like since we've not been able to have any martial arts class every night, they've been doing like a six thirty virtual class where, you know, the instructors live stream it on Facebook and you can follow along at home. So there's I mean things you can still do while Yeah, safely, like that's the uh, thing. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we
2: definitely haven't hit the you know, lockdown, you know, um shit hit the fan, you know, thing. There there's still a lot of modern convenience or you know, maybe it's not necessarily convenience, but you know A way to, you know, just prepare yourself. I mean, whether it be, you know, like, you know, right now, of course, with the pandemic, but, you know, a lot of the things that you're going to want to stock up and prepare are also good in, you know, the event of, you know, significant weather events and that sort of thing as well. Or, you know, fuck, you're in a position and, you know, a place that, you know, you might be snowed in for a week and unable to travel and that sort of thing. Yeah, or so. if
1: you're on the West Coast and you got, like, the occasional earthquake or, or whatnot. Yeah, I said, you know, the, the worst case scenario is you buy a bunch of supplies for the current problem and then you don't have to use them. You've already got them for whatever the next thing down the pipe is, you know.
2: Yep, better to have and not need than need and not have. Any other uh, tidbits, anything you want to share?
1: Uh, Ah, I think that's all for us. But, yeah, hey, all these, like, new gun owners now that have gone out and panic bought guns, once this shit kind of calms down, get some training. (laughs) At least learn the fundamentals and safety rules. I really hope
2: that, you know, they're at least taking the basic advice and going on you know YouTube, looking at actual reputable weapons trainers, not just watching. You know the the fucking West Virginia ninja, and you know thinking they're a black belt all of a sudden. You don't know? ninja uh, nothing
1: that don't need ninja. Exactly. Like. <laughs> and with that, uh, check us out on CigarNerdPodcast.com. dot com. We're also members of the ESO Network at ESO Network dot com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. You can get uh, your smoking shirts at realmensmokescigars.com. Go leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you're you're listening to, to this at. Um, you can also set energy drinks at StraightForceEnergy.com, promo code CigarNerds. And with that, s- stay away from the Corona. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smokin' Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom.